The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Cornballs get Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake from SEC champion co-host, Jake from might I add. This is the Punt and Pass podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at from jakepuntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, it is conference championship weekend. I just got home today. It's Friday. Apologies to everybody for the late release on this podcast, but Jackie and I had our third daughter, Miss Olivia Kate. Welcome to the world. Just in time for an SEC championship. How are you, brother? Dude, doing great, man. How are you? If there's an excuse in the world of being late for the podcast, I believe that one would be a pretty valid excuse. Congrats to you uh, and your family, man. That's awesome. Happy for you. Uh, excited for this weekend. Going to be a yeah. big weekend. The dog's going to play. The dog's going to dominate. Okay. It's going to be fun to watch. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your flexibility as well. Thank you to everybody for the kind words and always thank you for watching us on YouTube, subscribing on YouTube, listening to us wherever you get your podcast. And of course, subscribing on the podcast would not be possible without our awesome partners. And this episode of punt and pass is presented to you by our great friends over at prize picks. Look, if you haven't downloaded the prize picks app by now or gone to prizepicks.com and punched in the promo code punt P U N T punt, I don't know what you're waiting on. If you use the promo code PUNT when you download prize picks, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100, and there's simply no better time to be on the app than right now. I know I usually always say that, Jake, but the World Cup's going on. USA's playing tomorrow. We got conference championship weekend. You got playoff, essentially, football starting to happen in the NFL. It is December after all, folks. College basketball, NBA basketball, NHL. You can win 25 extra money now on prize picks use the promo code punt get in there if you have any questions just holler at me on social media and guess what the thanksgiving db's freebie i hit last week twenty dollars to win 100 yeah we're doubling that up this weekend later on in the show so jake with that being said uh let's dive right into things because we want to waste zero time whatsoever 
First down will be a little quick. The college football playoff, the penultimate college football playoff rankings were released on Tuesday night. Uh, pretty standard. Georgia won, Michigan two after Michigan dominated Ohio State. TCU up to three. Seems like if they win, they're in this weekend. And Southern Cal is at four. The talking points are who is five, six, and seven. Ohio State's five. Alabama is six. You and I have talked about that. And Tennessee is seven. What are your thoughts heading into this weekend, man? We're going to know who's playing for the Natty uh, on Sunday. Yeah, so if nothing happens, the teams that are supposed to win, obviously, uh, TCU and USC, they're in. I think even if UGA and Michigan lose, they're still in there. It's no big deal. Uh, Everything will be right in the world. Uh, And that's what you get. You get those four teams in. However, if TCU loses, which I think they have a great possibility of losing, they played Kansas State in the regular season, was in a tough game. Um, And I think they're going to want a little bit of payback here. It's going to be a good opportunity for Kansas State. And uh, I can see TCU losing this football game. And then the next team in being Ohio State, you get the Georgia-Ohio State matchup in the first round. Uh, Fun to watch. You have a lot of viewers on that game, which the committee would love to see. Love to have those big viewing numbers. Uh, It's all about that money. Yes. Um, But uh, I think that'd uh, be pretty fun to watch. What do you think happens tonight? I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but you think USC takes care of business. You know, Utah beat USC on a last-minute two-point conversion back in October. It's USC's only blemish on the schedule. This game is in Las Vegas. If USC wins, their defense has been suspect, although they're, like, leading the nation in turnover margin. Caleb Williams is on fire. He's playing for a Heisman Trophy tonight. Uh, If Southern Cal wins, they will be in. And then my other question on top of that, what if TCU loses on a last-second field goal? Are they out? Are they just out? I, I was saying just got blasted by 20 plus at home. So tell me that <laughs> what happens to TCU if they lose a close one. And what do you think happens tonight? USC PAC 12 championship. I think a, a loss is a loss for TCU. I hate it. Even though they've been wonderful all season long. I just don't think the committee wants to see yeah. them in there. I just, I just personally, it's just a personal opinion of mine. I think they're just, just crossing their fingers and hoping TCU somehow loses this football game in any form or fashion. Uh, but tonight with USC, um, if you remember, now, first off, Caleb Williams is hot as fire right now. Yes. I don't know if there's a hotter team in college football than USC right now. Um, but going back to that game when USC played Utah at Utah in the regular season, uh, USC was ahead in that game early. They were kind of managing the game. Everything they was were up fine. pretty sizable, too. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. So they, they know how to control that game. They just kind of lost it there late in the game. Utah did a fantastic job of coming back. And then with a the two-point conversion, much like LSU's two-point conversion versus Alabama. So um, I, I think USC takes care of business. They have to. They need to. Um, and they have the Heisman Trophy winner on their football team. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um I think Kansas State has a really good chance of winning that game. We'll talk about that when we go inside the five, but I really want to ask you this because the other side of the coin is something that you've actually experienced, and that's playing for a conference championship, losing that game, and then getting penalized for it. Uh, Georgia twice, I believe, in your tenure as a dog. We were number five. Number four heading into that game, and then you get stuck at number five, so you're the last team uh, out, first team out, excuse me. Do you think it's fair? Because now, obviously, the news this week is that the uh, playoff expansion is happening a year early. We're going to Mm -hmm. 12 teams. Do you think it's fair to be penalized for earning the right to play an extra game? Meaning, TCU has earned the right 
to play Saturday against Kansas State yep. in the Big 12 championship game. Ohio State and Alabama did not earn the right to make it to their conference championship game. Therefore, if TCU were to lose a nail-biter, Ohio State wasn't even good enough to get into their conference championship, mm-hmm. and they're going to get rewarded for sitting at home. I don't know. I, you obviously have a personal tie to this, so I'd love your thought process. So, one, I've been at the wrong side of this, uh, and it sucks. It really does. Pretty excited about seeing it go to 12. Um, but kind of where is the end in this? It's always going to be more. It's going to go from 12, then it's going to be 24. Yeah. It's just going to keep growing, keep expanding. It's going to be like March Madness sooner or later when there's 64 teams in. Um, but I, I agree, 100%. Yeah, it's just you got to have more, got to have more, got to have more. Um, but with the championship games, I am going back to my childhood to a quote that I remember from Uncle okay. Uncle Ben. Now, Uncle Ben is not okay. a real person. Uncle Ben is a fictional character okay. in the movie Spider-Man. And he said, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. So in these games, look, it's kind of a risk-reward ratio. You have the responsibility to play well because uh, you've earned it. You've earned that right. Uh, and you have to go out there and play well and show the world why you're in that football game. Okay. Now, if you lose late, hey, look, man, it, it sucks. It is what it is. But um, when you earn the right to get in there, you got to go in there and you got to take care of business. I, I agree. Uh, you're right. You're out there for a reason. If you lay an egg at a bad time of the year, then unfortunately you might not be able to move forward. It is like the playoffs in the NFL. Look, you earn the right to make it to the playoffs. Now, granted, somebody can't get in after the fact, but – if you lose in an important time of the season, you're done. You're out. That's what conference championships are. And when you do move to 12 teams, obviously the top five conference champions get an automatic bid. Um, and then six through 12 have to play their way into kind of further down the bracket. So, look, it's something I had to ask. We're going to have some great football this weekend. We're going to dive into those games here in just a bit. But I don't necessarily foresee any crazy scenarios. Mm. playing out i think tcu might lose i like k-state plus the two and a half but man tcu's just been winning nail biters so i would not be surprised if they win like 31 to 30 and get in there so we'll see what happens all right let's go to second down quickly uh because the coaching carousel is starting to fill up a little bit start with brent key at georgia tech big hat tip to him i mean i think he earned the right i don't know if you have any history with brent key uh, jake but he earned the right to to get that head coaching job at georgia tech letterman played Georgia, tough, relatively speaking, upset North Carolina on the road, upset top 25 ranked Pitt on the road when Tech was abysmal to start mm. the season. So good for Brent Key. How about Trent Dilfer at UAB? He yeah. was an Elite 11 guy, right? So you have yeah. some ties to Trent Dilfer. What do you think of that hire? Yeah, uh, Trent Dilfer, great person, great dude. Uh, he obviously loves football, You know, has been on uh, TV, doing a ton of NFL stuff. Um, does the high school Elite 11 deal for quarterbacks. Yeah. He just, he's just, he loves ball, loves being around ball. Um, and obviously loves ball so much. He went back to the high school he was coaching and dominated in the high school football. It was like 40 something and nothing. It was crazy. Um, and so he's all about ball. I think he'll do well there. Uh, and I think he's excited for the chance and the opportunity. Uh, and going back to Brick Key at Georgia Tech, just off the last, I didn't know about the pit win. I wasn't paying attention there, but. Uh, just off the last two weeks alone against UNC, a good football team, a one-loss football team, and then the job he did playing Georgia on the road. 
Um, if they catch two footballs early in that football yeah. game, that's a completely different football game, and it might be down to the wire. As scary and as humbling as that as that is, I think it's a completely different ball game. So he he did a great job. Uh, he coaching his tail off. He really did. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and those things are learned, right? You obviously yeah. saw Georgia Tech special teams. They cleaned it up in a hurry once Jeff Collins was out. Brent Key had those guys playing. He had them locked in. Uh, I know it was pretty clear Georgia Tech was looking elsewhere, but the mm-hmm. best candidate was right in their lap. Good thing for Brent Key. So huge hat tip to him. Uh, and Hugh Freeze, official to Auburn. I know we talked about that on Monday's podcast, but – Look, the guy's beaten Nick Saban two years in a row. Bo Wallace was his quarterback. He has a lot of SEC exposure and experience. How he fits into the culture at Auburn, that remains to be seen. I'm really interested to see the coaching staff that he puts around him, Jake. You're starting to see some guys that we know, like a little uh, friend uh, who won't be at Auburn anymore. But do you have any insight there? Yeah, uh, just uh, from the insight that I have. Peter, yes, uh, yes. I-, I heard that the uh, the first team meeting they had was phenomenal. Uh, coach came in, he owned the room, did a, a fantastic job. Uh, just basically just Baptist preacher up there, had yeah. everybody on the edge of their seat. Okay. Listen, everybody was dialed in. So uh, I think it's uh, the guys loved it. The guys responded to it. And I wouldn't be surprised for some success coming soon. All right. Well, there you go from the inside. And I agree with you. Uh, we'll see what happens. The guy has success. I mean, that's what he's done. Yeah. And it seems like these wheels have been in motion with how Liberty finished their season. So Auburn yep. gets their guy and Hugh Freeze, and he has one job that's beat Nick Saban and he's that's done it. it before. So we'll see what happens. Last thing on the coaching carousel, it seems like Deion Sanders is down to Colorado or South Florida. Colorado has been horrible the past five years yeah. out in the Pac-12. Dion could do some serious damage at South Florida in the American athletic conference from a recruiting perspective. I'll be interested to see where he ends up, but it looks like he is on the outs from Jackson state getting his next shot, which is what I said. I always said, I thought mm-hmm. Dion needed one more job before he moves into that true power five job. Now, obviously yep. Colorado's a PAC 12 school, but where they're at right now, they're not necessarily <laughs> a top tier power five job. So we'll keep tabs on that. Heading into next week, third down, Jake, is something mm. we can spend a little bit more time on. Um, and that's SEC championship stories. Yeah. Look, you played in three of them, I played in one of them. Uh, we both played against LSU, Georgia against LSU this weekend. This is a special game, a uh, special atmosphere. You work your tail off throughout the summer, throughout mat drills in the winter to win the East or the West and play in Atlanta because you know, if you get there, your season still means something. So, Talk to me a little bit about your experiences, your first trek ever to Atlanta win 28-7 over Auburn. You guys mm-hmm. go to the national championship, and then you play Alabama in an unreal game. I thought one of your best games as a quarterback at Georgia in 18, and you play the super team in Joe Burrow in LSU in 2019. So let's talk about that. SEC championship, it's a special weekend. It Man, it, it sure is. Uh, walking into the stadium – the Friday before Friday evening to do the walkthrough, yeah. just the whole Aurora of it. It's just different. It's just neat. It's awesome. The SEC, it just means more, uh, against Auburn. Uh, I remember it, it was a, a funny fact about those two games versus Auburn. We went to them to play them in the regular season. We scored on our very first possession in that uh, game. And- in that game and lost that game and then vice versa in the sec championship they scored on their first possession first possession of the game 
Uh, and then ultimately we come back, score a ton of points and, and beat those guys and dominate that football game. So that game was super fun to me, just dominating, uh, fun, uh, fade ball to Terry versus a put zero look. We had practiced a ton, uh, great memories there. The next year against Bama, man, that first oh, half, we are just dealing. So spitting, good. Spitting the ball out. That was just so exciting. So Tua fun. gets knocked out. Yeah, he gets knocked out. He was playing like shit too. And the yeah. defense knocked him out. Yep. And then Jalen Hurts comes in the second half. Oh, uh, no, man. Oh, gosh. I, and I, in the second quarter, I believe late in the second quarter, I mean, there was a point where, like, guys, I, I can't miss. I'm just dialed, dealing right now. Yes. Uh, it was fun, man. It's the, the moments you live for as a quarterback to be, to have one of your best games in one of the, if not the biggest game uh, of the season. So that's always fun. And then we play LSU that last year. Don't have George for the first half. That's right. Uh, man, the whole time, just like, George, man, come on. And so you're just kind of waiting. Just maybe we can keep it close to the second half and have a chance. Um, but, I mean, those, those guys were really good, man. They, they had one, if not the best college football season of all time. They had dudes. They had the swag. They just they kind of had it all. Uh, and you kind of felt that. And we were just trying to, trying to fight and give ourselves a chance. Yeah, I forgot. I was going back. I was at an interview this morning. I was going back. I forgot Georgia was ranked number four heading into that game. Uh, but LSU mm-hmm. was so good. Like there was just that big kind of David versus Goliath feel to it. You knew how well they were playing. It was going to take something really special to limit their offense. And it was that one play, that Joe Burrow scramble where he was yep. dead to rights. He gets out of the pocket. He chucks a dime like 50 yards down the field. And then you're like, this probably isn't our day. Um, and then the Alabama game in 18. You're right, dude. Like first half, George is going to win this football game dominating. Oh, yeah. dominating. And then as soon as the switch happened with Tua and Jalen, Jalen just kept running the ball. He kept rolling out to his right. He kept getting first downs, third downs turned into first downs, and it was just slipping away, slipping away. The fake punt happened. Uh, and then I put my head in between my knees when I was <laughs> inside the same. I was like, this is crazy. I cannot believe that just happened. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds go to worthybonds.com backslash save that's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Well, one thing that I've seen from Coach Smart, too, and it's not like a, a super huge philosophy shift, but 
um, kind of the national championship game and maybe the SEC championship game in 2018. Just the philosophy maybe kind of late in those games to, hey, let's hold on, not lose. Uh, and then as of late, it's just been more, hey, we're, we're going to win. We're going to go be us no matter what. Whatever we're good at, whatever we believe in, we're going to go do it uh, and do it for, for four quarters uh, rather than try to hold on late in the game and say play not to lose and rather to win. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I think that's a pretty astute observation. And Georgia, call me crazy. Look, they're 12-0. and 0, They're the number one team in the nation. I feel like there's a revenge factor here. Kirby has not had a lot of success against LSU. Georgia hasn't won an SEC 100%. championship since 2017. That's five years. Bring it. Yeah, you, you have to just solidify yourself as a number one team. Jaden Daniels is a little bit banged up. Like, if LSU's limping a little bit, knock him out. Go get yeah. after it. When we played LSU in 2011, they were the number one team in the nation. Um, Tyron Matthew, who was my teammate in Arizona, <laughs> was just on absolute fire. Yeah. And we started off hot in that game. Aaron was dealing. TK, my man, was just watching highlights of this with my dad. He dropped the touchdown in the end zone. Malcolm Mitchell, one of my favorite Bulldogs of all time. He, he yep. was wide open up the sideline. He dropped the touchdown. Uh, Blair made the first field goal, missed it. We went into halftime right after I kicked the ball to Honey Badger. He houses mm. it back. Mm. We did everything wrong uh. that we possibly could. We were still leading at half. And inside that locker room, we're all kind of looking around like, What's going on? Like we we are yeah. trying to almost lose this game, and then LSU woke up in the second half. Uh, it's just tough. Like you cannot give a really good team chance after chance after chance like that. They will absolutely swallow you, and that's what LSU did. I think the final was like forty-one to seventeen. The second half was no fun at all, uh, and that could happen this weekend for Georgia, right? Yeah. If LSU messes up because i feel very similar to that matchup in 2011 jake lsu three loss team i mean georgia we won 10 straight that year lost our first two games to boise state and south carolina mm-hmm. then we win 10 yep. straight we win the east and you face a goliath and lsu and you're like hold on to your butts let's see what happened yeah and we just gave we we made too many mistakes so We'll get into that game here in a little bit, but that SEC championship week, it's special. There's no doubt about it. It's no exactly why you go to and, Georgia. And one more thing I'll say on to that, and, and I know you can attest for this too, but just the momentum and the roller coaster of emotions that play in those games, like nobody's really out of it. Everybody's always in it. One play can yep. swing it. Uh, incredible. It's you know usually 50-50, 60-40, kind of in the dome. So just – momentum can play such a huge factor in those games back and forth. And uh, just, you, you never know who's going to make the next play and everybody's on the edge of the seat. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And everybody always asks me like, why were you kicking the honey badger in that game? Look, we, <laughs> we went into the game and we said as a punt unit, we're going to kick to him and we're going to go cover, right? Drew, kick it out there. Let's try to flip the field a little bit. Um, and he housed it. So I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to say. It happens. He was a really good player. Should have made the tackle. I should have made the tackle. That's on me, guys. Hand up. That's on me. We'll see. Hopefully, Georgia special teams has a little bit more success this weekend than we had back in 2011. All right, we'll get to that in just a second, but I need to see if I can go two in a row on the DB's mm. freebie. It's conference championship weekend. People, get into the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, P-U-N-T, PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. You can go some World Cup action. USA plays Netherlands tomorrow at 10 a.m., yeah. And then you can go straight in 
to college football conference championship action. Got something for you right here, Jake. This is a certified winner. Liam, mm. I know I'm putting you on the clock because I'm going to send this to you on a Friday night, but I'm trusting you to give us a sweet social media video. First things first, Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback, been in a walking boot all week, Jake. Mm. Sounds like he's going to play under 194 and a half passing yards. I think oh. George's defense can keep him in the pocket. Do not Given. let him get outside. And then expect the secondary to pick things up in a big way. Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback, under 194 and a half passing yards. How about Will Howard? That's Kansas State's quarterback. Okay, when Kansas State played TCU in October, TCU knocked out both K-State quarterbacks. K-State was on their third stringer, uh, and they got outscored 21 to nothing in the second half. Will Howard playing at a very high level right now. TCU's defense a little suspect. Will Howard, K-State quarterback, over 240 and a half passing yards. Ooh, I like it. Will Shipley, kind of do-it-all running back at Clemson. North Carolina's defense is awful. How about this? Will Shipley, 112 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined, over. Will Shipley over 112 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined. And then to finish things up, Lad McConkey over four receptions. Mm. I think LSU is going to be highly focused on taking Brock and Darnell out of the game. Do not let Stetson get with his comfort blankets and the tight ends. It should open things up for Lad. I like five, maybe six receptions for him. Expect a big game from 84. He had a big game against the Ducks in week one inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So to wrap things up, it's conference championship weekend, DB's freebie, Jaden Daniels under 194.5 passing yards, Will Howard over 240.5 passing yards, Will Shipley over 112.5 rushing and receiving yards, and Lad McConkey over four catches. That's Dude, it. I, I love that. That was phenomenal. Okay. Love the picks. Thank you. I think I think it's a home run. I really do. Yeah, my daughter just got born. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling lucky. Uh, we're gonna hit that DB's freebie. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code Punt. All right, buddy. Inside the five. Let's go. Quick game here. Pac-12 championship game is tonight. Kicks off at 8 p.m. Number 11 Utah against number four USC. SC is a two and a half point favorite. The total 67 and a half. Mm. You know what, man? I like USC here. Um, I really do. I think I picked USC. I'm looking at my notes. Wait, I picked Utah. I picked oh. Utah with the points. I think USC wins. I think this is another nail-biter. Keep another in mind, USC's offense is very, very good. Nobody's talking about the defense, Jake. Their defense yeah. is troublesome. So I think this is a close game. USC wins. Give me two and a half points with Utah. Dude, uh, I'm looking back at the stats from the game in the regular season. 42 to 43. Uh, USC had 556 total yards. Utah's 562. Kill Williams actually kind of got outplayed a little bit in this game. Uh, 381 passing yards to Utah's Five quarterbacks. I know. Yeah, 424. Uh, so uh, Cam Rising played really well. Um, I think he's gonna have another big game, but I just think Kill Williams is just gonna be that much better. And uh, I like him this game. Okay, yeah, it's tough to pick. I'm go look, I'm going against the public here. I mean, Caleb Williams is gonna win the Heisman. They're scoring points like crazy. He is a total baller, but SC's defense, 91st in the nation in total defense. That could come back to bite you. So I'll take the There you go. There you go. All right. Big 12 championship game is Saturday at noon. Number 10, Kansas State against number three, TCU. This game's in Arlington, Texas at Jerry World. Right now, TCU is a short two and a half point favorite. The total is 62. Jake, I'll throw it to you first. 
Yeah, I mentioned earlier, I I love TCU, but they just had they've had too many close down to the wire games where maybe they arguably should have lost. And I just think it comes back to catch them here at the end. And I I, I like the comment you made earlier uh, about Kansas State quarterback where he got knocked out of the game or both uh, yeah. quarterbacks, the, the starter and the backup, had the third stringer in the second half. Uh, that's where they got outscored. So they've played TCU. They've played them hard, played them well. Um, and if everybody's healthy, I, I, I like KSU in this one. I'm taking Kansas State to win. Um, did I say that earlier? Yeah, I think I did. I like Kansas State plus two and a half. Yeah. You just said it. It's what I have written down. Like getting this next shot, knowing how well you played them in October, knowing the injuries that you had, the attrition that you had in that game. They lost 38 to 28. They were outscored 21 to nothing in the second half. TCU undefeated, obviously, on the season. They've only lost two games against the spread the entire season. Remember this, though, last year. Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. You win and you're into the college football playoff, and they lost on that last second play at the goal line. Yep. Could that happen again? I don't know, but I like K-State plus the two and a half. Possible choke factor and the confidence that KSU has, knowing they played them hard, tough in the regular season. Going yes, into it. yes, no doubt about that. Uh, we're going to finish with the SEC championship game. So let's go to the Big Ten championship game. Purdue against mm. number two, Michigan, 8 p.m. on Fox. You'll be watching this one after the SEC game. Michigan pretty much in their lock. Regardless, they're a 17-point favorite. The total here is 52 points. What are your thoughts? Blake Corum out for the year. Uh, their star running back, he is no longer available for the Wolverines. Uh, man, I really hate it for him. Uh, he was a fantastic player, really fun to watch. Uh, but even Michigan without him playing Ohio State won one-handedly. Uh, I just hope they don't have like a, a winner's hangover from that last game. Yeah. It's the only thing that could get them here. Uh, I really like this one in a cakewalk. Uh, no doubt about that one. Um, I think they're rolling. I think they're playing hot. Just don't have a winner's hangover. Just show up to play and don't think it's just given to you by showing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all signs would point to Michigan keeping it rolling, but the dogs are barking for me this weekend. Give me Purdue plus 17. I think this could be a backdoor cover, and I'll tell you exactly why. You told me this on an episode a couple of weeks ago, that it is true. Sometimes you do go into a game plan with some vanilla playbook. Sometimes you do hold some things off. And after the big win against Ohio State last week, Jim Harbaugh said, we emptied the playbook. They did. Could that come back to bite them? Could they be a little hungover after that big win? They did win the Big Ten a year ago. Look, Purdue's been wildly inconsistent all year long. Their campus is only an hour away from this stadium. I'll just take Purdue plus 17. Just give me Purdue plus 17. Sure. I'm not going to think about it. ACC championship game quickly. Number nine, Clemson against number 23, North Carolina. I, I can't believe this game. I, I've got nothing to say. Clemson's a seven and a half point favorite. The total is 63 and a half. Like, I don't really, you know, my boy Sean McDonough's on the call here. That's probably why I'll tune in, but. What, what are we well, watching in this uh, game? Well, I don't know. What, what do we say? What's it for? Uh, I Citrus mean, Bowl? I mean, yeah. I mean, or what, the what Orange we, Bowl? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Clemson played horrendous the last game against South Carolina. Um, I love the running back, Shipley. Uh, he's just a baller. Kind of reminds me of like a Christian McCaffrey guy. Uh, kind of do all. But North Carolina doesn't have a defense. Clemson, a little suspect maybe on offense. I don't know. I, I like Clemson to win how much they win by i have no idea but clemson just has a knack for winning these acc championships yeah so that's just kind of what they do 
I'll take Clemson. I'll lay the points. Uh, they they've been really inconsistent as well. I do like their defense, but did you see Dabo mm-hmm. this week say that he got everybody in the facility to rewatch the South Carolina game? Like everybody, mm-hmm. front office, administrative people. There was a meme on Twitter, and it had like a, a chef in the kitchen with his head down. It was like the chef in Clemson's training table after having to watch <laughs> the South Carolina game. I was like, this is funny, but I don't know. Something's happening at Clemson. I don't really know what's going on, but I'll lay the seven and a half. Like you said, Clemson wins ACC championships. It's just what they do. It's just what they do. Let's finish things off with the SEC championship game. It, of course, is at 4 p.m. It's the SEC on CBS. Number 14, LSU, taking on number one, Georgia. Georgia is a 17 and a half point favorite, Jake. The total here is 51 points. Talk to me. Yeah, I, looking at this game, looking at the Michigan-Purdue game, what's what jumps out at you more, that Georgia is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite versus the number 14 team in the country, or that Michigan's only a 17-point favorite in their game over Purdue? Uh, I Tell me there. I, I mean, do you think that's just – You know, know, I think, I think this, game, the th- this game got a little bit of a different narrative after LSU dropped to Texas A&M a week ago. Uh, yeah. I think the Michigan game, obviously, Purdue's been so inconsistent. The other side of the Big Ten was a mess all season long. Not having Blake Corum is certainly different, but Michigan stomped Ohio State, yeah. and everybody was so high on Ohio State. So I think that kind of took the steam out of this game when LSU lost last week. They're a three-loss team. Georgia's really good. Stetson's been playing really well against AP top 25 teams. Yeah. I uh, The Dogs started the year in the Dome versus Oregon, and they started off hot. Uh, the last two games they've played, Kentucky and Georgia Tech, we've not seen a super dominating performance off, but however, I believe that changes as soon as they go into this dome. Uh, I think they just start off hot. I think it's a, an offensive football day, and I think the defense plays dominant. Have, they have a plan for Jane Daniels, and then him being a little banged up does not help LSU's case at all. Uh, I'm not only saying Georgia wins, but I think it's in a pretty dominating fashion, like a 35, 38 to 10 or 13, somewhere around there. Um, I think it's really going to just wake the eyes of people around the country uh, who've kind of doubted them the last couple of weeks. And I say, hey, it's it's time for the dogs to play like they're perfectly capable of playing. It's go time. Uh, Tell me what you think Kirby's messaging is. Georgia, like I said earlier, like they have not really taken care of business against LSU. It's been five years since they won an SEC championship. How are the mind games from Kirby and that coaching staff to the players right now? Yeah, I think it's there. He, he's looking back on we could have played so much better the last two weeks uh, and really kind of harping on that. And then also he's going to kind of mix in tastefully the bad taste in their mouth from losing to, uh, to LSU uh, in the SC championship in 19 and then also in 18 on the road at LSU. So he's going to mix that in tastefully. Yeah, um, love that. But uh, yeah, he's just really harping on the guys and saying, Hey, we can play so much better. Let's go play to our best ability. And I think they're going to answer the call. Yeah. You know what? Kirby has familiarity with Brian Kelly. They have played against each other in the past. Notre Dame. Finally, Georgia wins big. There's no doubt about it. I think 100% Jake, Stetson Bennett is the X factor in this game. There's so many haters. There's so many doubters. Stetson Bennett in eight games against top 25 teams since the start of 2021. You ready? 17 touchdowns, two interceptions, Mm. 9.7 yards per pass attempt, 68% completion percentage, six games with multiple touchdown passes and no interceptions, and just one game with an interception. That was last year in the SEC championship game. So 
Stetson has a good game. Georgia's defense swallows up LSU's offense. I think this one could get out of hand. Lay the 17 and a half with the dogs. They win big, 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 big. There. I love it. Yeah. Go. All right, my man. Uh, have a great weekend. Go Commanders. You guys are taking on the Giants. I'm sure you'll know a ton of people on the other sideline, so that will be a fun one for you. We'll keep it all tuned in. Follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. Puntandpass.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. Check our socials out this weekend. We'll be putting up the DB's freebie, and we will talk to you on Monday. Jake, anything on the way out, brother? Dude, no, excited for this weekend. It's going to be fun uh, for myself personally, going up to New York, seeing those guys. Yes. Uh, it's going to be fun. Watch the dogs play. Great weekend. Congrats to you again, brother. Thank you, my man. Thank you so much. Hit us up on social media. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.